This is Jane Marie. And this is Soko. You are now listening to the Queer Ambition Podcast. The Queer Ambition Podcast is the only podcast celebrating rising LGBTQ professionals. Providing advice on navigating the modern workplace. And discussing polarizing topics within the community. Now listen up. Okay. All right. So welcome to the Queer Ambition Podcast. Today we have Erica Randall. Erica Randall is a 32-year-old published writer, screenwriter, and a director from San Diego, California, who currently resides in Houston, Texas. She's been a part of the indie film community for over five years now, creating two bodies of work, studying set etiquette and production by way of acting, and lending a helping hand to many others. Let's welcome Erica to the podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I know we had our, our little banter beforehand, but like we were talking about where you're from and you know, by the ways of, and I said she's from San Diego and resides, but she's really from Louisiana. So don't get that messed up. Um, that's really, really where she's from. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. It's getting to the end of the year so it's yeah, really god. yeah i know you said thank god yes why what happened um it was just a long year i feel like when you do i feel like like time flies by fast anyway but when you do film stuff it's usually like a season is usually like a year so my year my a year for me is like five minutes that's how oh, it feels so like god. the whole year just went by just fast and now i'm just tired <laughs> Damn. So do you have any plans for like uh, the holidays, New Year's? No, I'm just going to chill. Just chill. That's it. Not leaving the house. Just just chill. Just chill. That's good. That's solid. I mean, since you've been running around all year, ends it off chilling. Yeah, I'm way too happy to just sit. So (laughs) I'll cook and sit and sit and cook and that's it. (laughs) That sounds that sounds lovely. All right, so what we're going to do, um, we're going to go into, as always, icebreaker questions uh, featuring the game Mentally Stimulate Me, and then we'll go into our topic of the week. And I don't know what I want to call this topic of the week, right? Because I want to talk about queers on the LGBT community on TV, queers on TV. I don't know, Erica. I mean, you're the creative here. Which, <laughs> what should this topic of the week be called? I don't know. Oh, um, that. Yeah, I, I just... T- queers right. on TV. I don't know. Queers on when TV. I, when I hear somebody say queer of uh, queers on TV, I'm like, oh, all three of us. Great. Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, well, um, I, queer is the new black. Maybe they're trying to throw like one queer person into every oh, thing so they get you know you just the ratings because yeah. they're like, hey, the gays watch a lot of TV. Go ahead and throw a gay in there. They'll watch. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Right. Queer is the new black. <laughs> that is a topic of the week. Okay. I knew you would, I knew you would pull through. Um, (laughs) So, all right, let's go into uh, some of these questions. I will ask the question and then we'll both answer him and then, you know, just have fun doing it. So uh, my questions this week are a little, a little naughty, but it's fine. Um, So your partner wakes you up by sleep touching you. Next, they say someone else's name. What are you doing? A, going back to sleep. B, waking them up and asking them who the fuck is that? (laughs) C, 
going with the flow and see what else they say, or D, fake sleeping and saying someone else's name too? <laughs> Probably B. As much as I would like to say that I'll just be like, well, I'm gonna, I, mean, I mean, you know, it, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, you know, yo, who the fuck is Alicia? But I am going to be like, um, so you're talking in your sleep and who's, you know, so-and-so. And then, you know, and then we can go back to sleep after. Okay. I would love, I would love to have like a more honorable, like, I would just, no, I'm like, no, there's no way with the flow here. Wake up. Okay. Uh, see, <laughs> me, I, I'm going with the flow. I want to see what else you got to say. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, say okay. my name again. Let me make sure I heard you right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, the, you're like um, the type that like, if somebody butt dials you, and you can hear the background and you're going to stay on the phone to hear what's oh, going no, on. Oh, that, no, that, that baby's staying on all night, all night till your phone die. And you're going to look at your phone and be like, damn, I didn't even know what happened. Yup. It's going to stay on all night. Like, if you leave me a voicemail by mistake, I'm trust and believe I'm listening to the whole voicemail. I'm horrible, though. But I'm also very nosy. So me that's too. the thing. So it's not like a trust. I'm just very nosy. Like, I want to know everything. Right. <laughs> All right, so second question. You and your spouse fall on financially hard times. Someone offers you a $10,000 a month allowance to go on dates with your spouse at least once a week. Nothing physical, just companionship. Do you accept the offer, yes or no? Mm. I mean, how hard of hard times are we talking? I mean, if we're, if we're entertaining the question, we, hard times. Right. Ten thousand dollars no, a month. There's nothing sexual. There's no. Are they attractive? I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm they're like, attractive Ooh. and they got money. They come to save the day. You yeah, broke. They that. broke. I I I don't think I don't think I'd go for it. I don't think I'd go for it. I, it would be really tempting. Like if they were like ugly and old, possibly. It's like yeah. sure we'll both go. Fuck it. But if but like no nah. No, I'm not going to let Bet Porter take you on a date. Absolutely. <laughs> Big facts. You know what? I was just about to say yes, but a Bet Porter? Hell no. Hell no. no. You ain't getting you right up. After that. Mm -mm. So, thank you. So, uh, no. That's a no for me, dog. That's not yeah, happening. We're going to stay broke. We're going to stay broke and in love and happy. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it will, it's good. <laughs> Okay, um, so last question. Uh, so, Bay gained 150 pounds. Girl, and he was <laughs> I told you, I was a little naughty. Okay, oh Bay gained 150 pounds and wants to revisit the old days when y'all used to have sex in a car. What do you tell them? A, I don't think that's a good idea. B, I'd like to wait. I like to, but wait, some things have changed. C, okay, we can try. D, unless you're removing all these seats and the roof, no. <laughs> I'm, I, I would try C. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I'd, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, you know, no, you know, good and damn well. <laughs> this is not gonna work. But I'm gonna try for the sake of trying, because I love you. Yeah, we gonna try. I'm not gonna just, like, discount you like that. We gonna try. And I, I have an SUV, so, like, you know. Right. Yeah. Right here. Let's put the seats down in the back. We good. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. So that was the icebreaker question. They weren't that bad. I mean, they were a little no, bit. No, it's, it's funny. It was funny. I 
want to I wanted to keep it spicy. All right. So, all right, we'll go into uh, queer as a new black. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, LGBT community and the on the TV, the L word. Let's just start with the L word. The L word has been a long time running. Like one of the first, the first was Queer as Folk, right? Have you ever watched a show Queer as Folk? I have. Oh my God. I love that one. It's my favorite. Queer I really Spoke. like Brian. He was oh my God, me too. <laughs> he was such an asshole, but he was my favorite. Uh, Queer Folk, you know, they, they copied from the British TV show, brought that over to America, and then uh, after Queer Folk came The L Word, both produced, put out by Showtime. So that was really exciting times, and L Word really pushed new TV boundaries, you know? It was like, watching, I was like, gay thing, like, oh my God! It was like right. soft porn. Right, yeah, no, really. Yeah, for real. Like, what was your first experience of watching The L Word? So I started on season three um, and I locked myself away in a room for like a weekend and just binge watched it. So like, cause I hadn't seen the other two seasons. So I was, and I had all the DVDs cause you know, there was no uh, Netflix at the time or Amazon. So I just had the DVDs, which were very expensive at Best Buy. It was like $60 for the set. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, y'all got my money twice. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it was really revolutionary, especially, um, for its time. Like we're talking before don't ask, don't tell was repealed. Right. And in a lot of States, um, fuck, I don't think gay marriage was legal yet. We, no, I, hell no, it wasn't. Yeah, nah. so it was just, it, the way that they represented the queer community, I think they did a really good job. Um, I was just obsessed with it. I, it just, it was, it, it was just nice to see other women and it was nice to see other feminine identified queer women as well. Mm, very um, true. Yeah, because they're, I mean, the storylines really was based around them. You know, Shane was in there, but, and she was um, a standalone kind of character in the end, but like, everybody was like feminine that was on there, which I really liked. So I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I never, I've never thought about that. Uh, that everyone was really feminine. Shane was really the only one. And they show, and they really, they're the first show, I believe, to show dominant femmes. Like, Bette Porter is like the queen of dominant femmes. Like, she is the epitome. Yeah. Her, Helena, you know, none of them, they had, there was a good scale there. There were, you know, one or two that were super feminine. And then you had, like, Alice, she wasn't that feminine. She was feminine, but she would still, you know what I mean? Like, so I, they did a good job. I feel like there was a good variation of women there as far as on a, a scale of femininity. Yeah. So, and if you, and this is always a question. If you were one of the L word cast, which one would you be? <laughs> I would definitely be Alice. Like Alice? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, so I think I would, I would pick Bette Porter only yeah. because... That's, I feel like that would be the only person I could really identify with yeah. for me personally, that Porter. Plus, she's a boss bitch. She really But was. sometimes she was just plain out bitch, but she's still a boss. Don't forget that. What I liked about that was 
she's really strong, but she is very, very vulnerable when it comes to her family and friends. Yeah. She's, she's, very, she's easy to crush when it comes to that aspect of her life. But when it comes to work, it's like, you don't stand a chance. If you exactly. try to go be, you're going to lose whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone has their flaws and Bette Porter was a good, uh, you know, uh, showing of that definitely from her to creating a family, cheating, all of that wild yep. ride. Because even as successful as she was, she could not get it together with her personal mm. life. And mm. Alice used, and I'm so that person. So I, I can totally tell to my friends, "Oh, you were a hoe for ten years, girl." <laughs> like I'm totally like that. So when she was talking about her, hey, you were just cracking through them, but boom, I was like, and she was. <laughs> That's just she. Bet is who she is. She's like yeah. Shane in feminine clothes <laughs> yeah no for, for real for real um so you know that was the og cast and uh everyone wanted the l word back i did too all right so too. they released uh l word generation q so i remember when they announced it i was so excited i can't, i think they put out this like picture with just like different colors and there was no faces so you didn't know who yeah. the cast was gonna be so i was really excited to see some um some black people <laughs> <laughs> not biracial, not maybe you can be black, but like I look at you and I know you black. You yeah. know what I mean? Some just people of color, like uh, I don't know. I just want to see a wide spectrum because although the L word broke boundaries and it was a great, 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 great TV show because I absolutely love that show. It was just very white. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I think that collectively, that's everybody who is of any color that's usually their general consensus they're like so are there black people in LA and I'm like there are there are um you know I I, I guess initially when I watched the show I didn't really think about it like I thought about it but I just was like let me just follow the storylines mm -hmm. you know I was like okay well, like kid is here I was like Jennifer Bill eh, okay yeah. like you know but um and then Tasha, you know, but I, yeah. it, but that was it. Right. That was it. That was it. Let me know if I'm missing somebody. I'm like, no, I don't think I so. I, and I, I agree with you. At that point in time, it was not, I did not care what I'm watching. Dude, I'm in point, it. We we're so happy to see lesbians. I don't think we really gave a shit what race they were. Right, right. But now I think because we're breaking, you know, we're like getting more, hopefully getting more diverse and we're trying to see more diversity within everything we do. It would just be nice. Like, Hey, you guys did this already. Let's see something new. So boom, our generation Q, super excited. So I watched, I finally watched the first episode. I do like it. Okay. Yeah. I do like, it has to grow. I just have to get back into everything and the, the flow, but it's, I get the fuzzy feelings when I see Bet and Shane and Alice because that's who we're connected to, you know? Yeah. I see them and I'm like, I'm paying attention now. Um, I don't even know the names of the others yet because... <laughs> what are the names? So there's the one... Okay, so there's the one who works for her dad. Danny. Danny. She, and now, okay. And then there's the one who... Her girl, well, fiance. Yeah, Sophie. How you know these names? You know these people in real life? I interviewed the girl that plays Sophie. <laughs> 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 Her name was Rosani. The other two, I don't remember. Although I will say this, the young lady with the short hair, I really like her. I don't, I've seen her act in something else before and I can't remember what it was, but I was actually excited to see that she was in the cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. remember what her name is in the show. 
I only remember Rosani's character because I talked to her. That's the only reason. And then I remember her girlfriend, her girlfriend on the show. But like, um, um, the trans guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's really awesome that they found a trans person, especially that's Asian. I was like, oh, oh yes, yeah, super. Dope. Y'all went above and beyond to find right? this young man. I was like, okay. Um, but I don't. You know what? I, I, I'm interested to see the people that did not see the old L word, how connected they'll be to the Generation Q versus mm-hmm. like the old heads. Because I think that all of us that have seen the L word, we are watching, we're invested in the original three, right? But then we're watching the new the newbies too, but we're really like feel connected to them. Like, you know, the the OGs. The new ones, I think it'll take a little bit more getting used to. I really like Sophie's character, though. I, she reminds me of myself, also, just yeah. kind of goofy, and she's, like, a producer. And Right, right, right. Um, I appreciate that she's Afro-Latina. They, th- that's mm. not really anywhere queer, especially. So I was like, okay. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's a good point. I'm interested in, like you said, I'm interested to see the people who haven't watched the L word before, how they, because that's so important because at a point in time from back when we were watching, it was way different than now. Cause now we're exposed to all of it all the time. If you want to be, you know what I mean? You, you, you go on social media, you see it all the time. At least my timeline, my, my timeline is all queer. So that's all I see. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll, they build the same connections as we did. I don't know. I want to ask somebody that. That's, that's true. That's, a, yeah. that's an interesting question. Yeah. Will they build that same connection? I don't know. Hmm. Because we'll they were, I mean, there wasn't even like social media when right. it came there out. Right, there wasn't. So, like, that. So we were just like, we just love them. But right, we just love them, right? Like, I remember, um, yeah, and the same thing here, like just locking your bedroom door and just like, it was just like this thing that you're not supposed to be doing, but you're doing, it was just, I don't know, it was different. We'll see. I'm excited to how everything, you know, comes along. I don't know if I'm going to watch it week to week. I might wait and binge it all. And binge, yeah. Yeah. I think I might because, yeah, I have a lot of shows going on. I think I might just wait to binge. I think it'd be a good binger for me. Um, well, but- I'll tell you this without telling you too much. There are Black people in the season. They're just day players. They're not, they're not principals, but they are there. And I think that people will be very interested to see where they because <laughs> when I, I – I have a bad habit of going like on IMDb to look at things. And I was like, oh, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is real interesting. Yeah. But they're still day players. And I think that some people, especially like they, they would, they would have liked to seen somebody that's just like black in the cast. Not yeah. I, and I see they're there. I, I definitely, I'm, I could go back when back in the day watching, it was just like, you look in the background, what do you see? But now it's like, <laughs> we got, we got everything going on. So I definitely appreciate the progress. But I want to see someone as black as me on there. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? That's what I yeah. want to see. <laughs> yeah. I um, you. But I know, so funny, like I said, I follow you on Facebook. And um, you posted about Shane's wife. <laughs> Spoiler, who she's supposed to be. I'm not going to say the person, but that was like, who's Shane's wife? <laughs> Let me go look. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know what her, well, I, I guess her name on the show is Kiara. Um, apparently, God, what else? Somebody said she was another, I don't watch a ton of TV. I only watch shows that I like. Okay. But it's a black lady. That's yeah, yes, yeah, yes, she is. She was like, oh, yeah. okay. 
Shane's been uh, uh she's been dipping and diving. But Shane, <laughs> Shane been dipping and diving. This is true. <laughs> so um she's 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 very beautiful. I was like, okay, I, I get it, Shane. That's about right. Yeah. So I think people will be, and it's funny because my best friend was like, what if it's a black girl? And I was like, why would you think that? And then I looked at the text. I said, they saw her name Kiara with a Q. I saw you. I said, oh, I said, all right, Shane, I see you. Right, right. Shane's still bad though. Like Shane's still bad. She's, she, she is. Bet, my baby bet getting a little older, but that happens, you know, Alice looks great. I think Alice looks better now than she did before. I agree. She's yeah. a little bit more fashionable and more polished. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. She's yeah. coming to her own a little bit more. Like. Exactly. She looks amazing, Alice. She looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, and I like I like the light blonde hair on her. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Oh man, so exciting. We'll see. We'll see how everything I've been hearing mixed reviews. Some people like it. Some people it's, don't. It's yeah. very mixed. I was like, this is <laughs> okay. What's going on? I think I think we understand why people they just it's not. We're not used to seeing these people. I think the OGs are just like, oh, I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. Reboots, it's a, it's a toss-up. It's a Hail Mary. You never really know what's going to happen with the reboot. People True. are either going to like it or they're not. And that's just yeah, it's not really like a happy medium. Yeah, are you kind of over, like, they're rebooting everything. Are you a little bit, any bit I, over I, the reboot? I'm done yeah. with the reboot. Thank you for asking. I'm, I'm done. Done. Like, if I, so I just noticed that Class Act is on Netflix, and I was like, yo, if they try to reboot this, I just, I'm just, I'm going to be done. I'm just going to be done. And I think that there's a huge problem with good screenwriters. I don't think that people realize how many um, screenwriters were writing all of the movies that we like. They weren't just doing one or two, like. John Hughes, for example, I remember what the other gentleman's name is that did like Boys in the Hood and did all those. It's like one person writing all this shit. You have him, and then you have John Hughes who did like Sixteen Candles, Pretty and yeah. like two people that are. I'm like, we just been relying on you two this whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. And Shonda Rhimes, she's a strong writer. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Issa Rae is a strong writer. Um, but it seems like she's maybe interested in other things. I agree. So that's not her focus. Um, she's also talented, though, in a very multifaceted way. So she's not restricted to screenwriting. Mm -hmm. But the ones that are like, I am a screenwriter and they're good. They're very, they're good. You know, that the Jinji Cohen's of the world that's mm -hmm. done weed and then turns around and does Orange is the New Black. They are screenwriters. I don't want to see shit else as far as reboots. Like, yeah, come up with something else. Come up with something else. Yeah, I wonder why, like, is it reboots always been a thing, or is it No, it's because people, people are lazy, and they're not good screenwriters. Yeah, I agree. I think it's lazy, not good screenwriters. Let's just, uh, I suck at pronouncing nostalgia. Is that how I say yeah. that? Yeah. Nostalgia. Let's get the nostalgia of the 80s and the 90s and bring it back, and, you know. Oh no. Stop no. ruining our shows. Yeah, it's not, I don't, I'm good. I don't even watch, I don't even, I'm just like, no, I'm good. I don't, I just don't want to see any more reboots. I feel like there's just a lack of creativity. And then I feel like some things, like, just leave it alone also. Yeah. So, you know. talking about, you know, screenwriters, I, I know this screenwriter, her name is Erica Randall. Actually, 
And um, <laughs> she actually uh, been working on this project, 30 the pilot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, no, because it's important. We need this type of content. We need original stuff, original work out there. So uh, tell me and the audience a little bit about 30 pilot and how this came about. Yeah. Oof. So about seven years ago, I did a show called Girl Play. Um, Girl Play was an adaptation of um, uh, a little, sh some shorts that I had done called Confessions of a Femme. And it was just some whatever. It was more or less about me moving from Louisiana to Texas after my first like serious breakup. So <laughs> now the way I wrote it, it was like, it was like anybody who knew me could have followed it and been like, this after you and so-and-so broke up, isn't it? Like this is, cause it was, but then when I got the idea to adapt it and I was inspired actually by Between Women, I was like, well, I think it would be interesting to try and film this versus just doing short stories. Okay. Now, mind you, I didn't know anything about film. So a girl that I worked with, this friend named Niara, was like, well, I'm actually like going to film school, so can I help? And I was like, okay. And we just started fleshing shit out. I mean, it was just, I didn't know anything. Like, when I look back on that, I'd be like, dear God, like, this is, <laughs> but it was so bad. But I mean, I learned. That was like, that was the pivotal moment when I actually learned. So when we did girl play and saw that it kind of caught on, even though it wasn't the best as far as like character development or how it was written, um, we just started filming stuff. And about six or seven episodes in, everything had to fall apart. Because again, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. So like actors started acting like divas. And like, yeah, I'm like, like now I, it's, Again, it's been like seven years. I it's I I know how to navigate, so I'm mm -hmm. like, no, no, like um, um, the camera guy at the time sucked. Um, it, it he was oh god, he was fucking terrible. It was just <laughs> not good. It was just not good, and I knew that, and it got to a point where I was putting money into it, but I I didn't do crowdfunding. I didn't do any of that. I didn't uh, know about yeah. it. So so I'm like, why am I putting money into this? It's not going somewhere where I can make money back or where I can grow and at that time I didn't even realize that I was like a creative it literally was just I'm just trying to figure this out so I shelved it um I rewrote like three things um one of them is called like the truth about love or something. I don't know I wrote it rewrote it rewrote it. I just I just scrapped it I just didn't it just didn't feel like like it wasn't like an aha moment like mm -hmm. so um, I just kind of chilled for about a year and then these publishers contacted me to ask me if I wanted to write a book. Oh, yeah. And I was like, from the like, yeah, we follow your blog. You have a good blog. I was like, oh, I was like, okay. Well, Cause that was on my little vision board for that year. I was like, okay. Okay. So I did this book called, she's just not that into you. And it's, it was a carefully nestled self-help guide that I don't think people realize that that's what was going on. Um, but that's what it was. And it did well. Okay. And um, my mom was like, why don't you just adapt the book into a show? And I was like, aha. All right, mom. <laughs> Mom's always got the aha moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I think you're on to something. And I literally just kind of cranked out the episodes. And I, well, I, cr I cranked out the treatment and the characters and 
did like a good thorough, you know, okay, what am I trying to convey here? What are we trying to do here? Mm-hmm. Um, because when I first started writing it, I incorporated a lot more of the book. It was actually like narrated by the main character who was reading through the book. And as he went through it, I was like, you know, I'm not married to that idea, but I do want it to follow the fundamentals of the book, like self, self-awareness and self-love. Um, and around that time, I was entering my 30s, and it just felt like it was the first time that I took myself seriously as, like, an adult or just a human being in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I'm getting old. I better, yeah. self, I better figure some things out. <laughs> and it just really made me think about, like, if I'm feeling like this, everybody else has to feel like this, too. But people just don't talk about it, yes. right? But there's this whole quarter-life crisis thing that goes on towards the end of your 20s where you're like, I'm not married. I didn't do this. I don't have the job I wanted. I'm not making enough money. I hate my mom. Like, whatever it is. Yeah. It, just, it just all comes down around 30 for some reason. 30 just lights a fire on everybody's Yo, it's ass. a real thing. It's a real thing. If you experience, it's a, I, I experience the same thing. Goddamn breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah. I, I completely, I wish more people talked about it, but yeah, keep going. Well, that's what the whole, the whole show is, is based around, you know, I had somebody comment and there's always been people that like or dislike things because I know how much it takes into producing something. I'd be like, hold your comments. I don't give a damn actually. Like mm-hmm. I, this is three years in the process. So you can watch it. Don't watch it. I don't really care. But for the people that it's for, they'll get it and they'll like it. You know what yeah. I mean? But I had someone tell me, well, I just don't feel like there's enough, you know, if you go to whatever area in Houston, there's so much gay drama. I'm like, sweetheart, this show isn't about gay drama. You can just follow me around with a camera for that for a week. This is about <laughs> turning 30 and how messed up it is. And these people just so happen to be queer right. and living in Houston. But the basis of the show, that, that's why it's called 30, because right. it's just, you know, it's interesting. It is. It is. It is pretty interesting. So you have the the three main characters, right? Mm-hmm. What are their names? I, I'll mess them up. <laughs> Sony, Carmen, and Brooklyn. So okay, Sony, you play Sony. Mm-hmm. Carmen, I don't know. Are these spoilers? Should I not be saying this information? No, you're good. Okay, because I mean, we they probably saw if if people have watched the pilot, they don't know. Carmen is the one who's going that whole separation divorce. Yes with her longtime boyfriend turned husband and yeah. And then in Brooklyn, I don't know what, I know Brooklyn is a real estate agent and Brooklyn had some crazy girl pop up at her job. <laughs> and you know, she's also a creative producer, I think, or something like that. Right. Okay, so, but, uh, so I, but I got really into the other two storylines for some reason. Like I kind of like, after the first episode, I'm watching, I'm like, all right, all right, I can get into this. And after the second, I'm like, where's the third? <laughs> So Brooklyn's character is, her storyline develops a little bit slower because it's based around her job. It's yeah. her, Brooklyn is for the people who turn 30 and decide that they hate their career, basically. Mm, there you go. So okay. yeah, it's a little, and you'll see in episode, it starts to move fast, like in episode three and four, but um, she's that person, whereas the other two mostly... I just have relationship problems. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And then yeah. there, there's side characters. Uh, Denise. Yeah. The, that's the Denise cheater. Is- I know Denise is doing wrong <laughs> out there. The cheater. <laughs> what? What? She's a mess. She is. She's a, a hot mess. She is. 
and <laughs> he popped up. She okay. All right. So let me not go. Right, anyway. So, but yeah, Denise Hamas. So listen, I was into it. It's, it's you know really good. So when do you plan on you know putting out for other people to see? Because I've been seeing all the trailers, and I do watch the trailers. Yeah. So so it was nice actually watching trailers and actually getting to see it play out in the episodes. I'm like, oh shit, that's where that came from. <laughs> It's so funny because the trailer is so not like how the show is. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you why. Okay. I had a whole, like, two and a half minute trailer laid out. And I'm just throw this person under the bus. My cousin decided to drop the ball on the audio. Uh, oh. So we had no audio to put the scenes together that I wanted. So my oh. poor cinematographer, Thomas, he's fucking, am- I, God bless him for dealing with me. He's just, he's like, okay, I'm just going to use the scene that the audio sounds decent in. And so oh. it came out really like a lot of drama. And I was like, huh, this looks like a telenovela or something. <laughs> it was a lot. All I, 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 I remember the one as fucking Denise. Like, exactly. I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why Denise I knew. Is. When I saw Denise, I was like, oh, that's Denise. <laughs> Immediately, you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, what are the next steps for, uh, you know, the 30 series? What, what's going on? So, like, I, I, you did the, you know, the crowdfunding. You did some mm-hmm. filming. Are you guys going back to do more filming? Or are you guys going to release soon? Yeah. Um, so, we'll release. Uh, we'll start on Christmas Day. And then it'll be, I think Christmas Day is a Wednesday. So, every Wednesday it'll come out for the first four episodes. And then the next four episodes, I don't know, I ran out of money, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need another so, uh, crowd fund- crowdfunding. That's probably what I'll do. Either yeah. my, my wish is for Amazon to pick it up as an original series, because mm-hmm. right now it's produced by me, so I'm still coming out of pocket, but it is on Amazon. So my goal is to get enough of a viewership to where they're like, hey, uh, if this was just ours, you know, we could just make the streaming revenue cool yeah yeah and that way they'll come in and produce it um or more or less also produce it but they'll give me the money for it um the second option is to maybe just get a lot of um sponsors or like uh product placement deals Mm -hmm. because we only need about another ten thousand to film it took us about eight or nine for the first four um and then if that doesn't happen then i'll just hit the crowdfunding campaign again and just you know, do that. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. I think it was okay because people actually got to see where their money went. It wasn't like going on Indiegogo and buying like some space suit or space backpack and then like it never comes. <laughs> but like, you know, it was really cool. I actually had people that donated like come be extras on set and stuff. So it was, it was cool. It was a good experience for them. Oh, that's awesome. So like, you know, it's getting on Amazon Prime Christmas Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you go about getting something on Amazon Prime? Like is this <laughs> just like a convoluted process? Um, so Amazon Prime actually allows direct uploads. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Uh-huh. I did not realize that until I started just doing some research. Um, however, the specifications for uploading are very specific. So that's their way of not allowing it to become a YouTube, basically. Mm-hmm. Um with that being said, I encourage all creators to try and get on Amazon Prime because their pay rate is actually better than YouTube as well. And eventually, when people kept on, they will close that that floodgate. And so, this is the time to put your stuff up there if you're gonna do it. 
you know, but they're strict. You have to make, you have to have key art and you have to have your cast and crew breakdown. You need to have an IMDb page. You can't just, you know, you can't just throw something up there, but it is possible to just, cause some, I've seen some things. I'm like, how the hell did this get on TV? And I'm like, yeah. oh, uh, okay. I'm like, oh, it all adds up now. <laughs> so I didn't even know you could do that's a That's a newsflash for me and probably a newsflash for a lot of people that's listening to it. That yeah, you can you can't upload. Of course, you have to follow some rules and make sure your shit's legit. But you can't upload. Right. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. Yep. All right, so we expect the next four episodes starting on Christmas. Thirty, the series, or so every time I see it's thirty, the pilot. I see. <laughs> and so is I it know, like always so. going to be thirty, the pilot, or is that just the pilot episode? It was just the pilot episode. I've started converting the branding to just. Well, like, 30 is taken, like, everywhere, so, like, online, I have to do, like, 30 series or, you know, but it's it's just 30 at this point. It's just 30? Okay. I think your uh, Instagram is 30 series? Series. 30, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If y'all heard that thought, 30 series, go follow that and support. (laughs) 30 series, but, uh, yeah, so, okay, so 30. Okay. Yeah. So, y'all better catch 30 on Amazon Prime starting Christmas Day. So the time you're listening to this is Monday. Then there's Christmas. After you open those gifts, you ate all that food. Y'all ain't got shit to do. Y'all just have <laughs> just put it on. Just put it on. Check it out. Um, so 30 to see you. So what else are you working on besides, you know, rolling that out? Um, what else is going on with you? So um, I have a short film called Jade's Universal Law that I'm filming in April. Okay. Um, I'm still kind of casting. I think I pretty much who I'm going to use for my two principles. Um, it's a short, so it doesn't require a lot on my end as far as casting, but it is about queer women. Um, it is, um, kind of based around, uh, the mantra that the universe kind of does what it wants to, or the universe aligns things accordingly the universe you know makes things happen the way they're supposed to happen so it's about this girl named jade and random series of events that end up leading up to her uh, meeting her partner mm-hmm. like who still end up like getting married to so i just wanted to do something to just keep my skills because filmmaking is it's like a muscle it's yeah you have to keep doing stuff um, and then I have a project that I'm producing for someone in LA called Bad Actors, and it's about background actors. Um, can't say too much because it's not mine. I had to yeah. India, but it's really funny. I'm like, this is a hot ass mess. Um, no. The 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 basis is um, it's about a girl who's a background actor that's trying to get SAG. So to become a SAG actor, you have to get three um, vouchers. And so you have to get on SAG sets. And I've done a lot of background and background is, it's funny. Like it's a, it's a mess. Okay. So, okay. That sounds cool. So um, my question to you was going to be like, are, is your main focus, you know, in the work that you do around, you know, queers or is it just whatever? You know, I like to make content for my people. And I always say my people are women, my people are black people, and then my people are queer people. So mm-hmm. they're always one of those that are going to be thrown in. But I really make things for women. Like I just I'm I'm a girl's girl. I like content that accurately depicts women, um, that tells their stories in a way that's not judged so harshly, I think. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I just, you know, but, but the other parts of who I am always fall into it. Um, cause a lot of time, like my leads are always like black women. So mm-hmm. for, you know, it's, or I'm in 30, we have a lot of Latina women as well. So yes. it's just about making sure that women are, women of color are involved in things. And, um, statistically we're not on TV as much and we're not in media as much and things like that. So, you know, <laughs> but of course, um, like there's a pilot that I'm going to do in 2021 and. Oh, 2021. It's, it's, it's next year, 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So 2020. I'm telling you that 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 thing I said about the film, it, I, my life goes in years. It's very weird. Wow. And 2021 seems like tomorrow. So I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, where am I gonna get money from? Yeah. Like, you're, you're like two years away, and I'm like, not really. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. 2021. Um, but that one is there's one gay character and it's a guy, but it's just it's straight, so it just varies. But like 30 is like my baby, so yes, it's super gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to, uh, it's super, it's gay, but it's not super, super gay. Yeah, no, right. yeah, I mean, Carmen, you know, right. Carmen's not, she, she's, uh, who, we don't know how Carmen will end up. Right, this, yeah, this I don't divorce, know, right? I don't know what, but she's, she's, but she's definitely, she's definitely, she's, she's straight, if nothing else, bi, queer, whatever you, but she, she's not gay, she's just right. not, you know, so. Um, that's another thing. Whenever there's a gay show, it's like they don't have any straight friends. And I'm like, um, I have quite a few. So that's weird. That's very true. <laughs> very true. That is very true. I'm trying to think, do I have any straight? I have straight guy friends. I have a couple of girls. There's a handful, but but like my one of my best friends who lives in Jersey and is from um, from New York originally, like we talk and we talk just as fluidly as she would talk with anybody else about yeah. her boyfriend or I mean, so those dynamics I feel like are important to show. Yeah. Yeah. I and that's also that. why um, Chris is on the show because like you saw on, I think episode, episode two, mm-hmm. he was friends with Brooklyn before. Yes. Like yep. a lot of gay women are friends with guys. Like I'm like this, y'all don't, this is not explored enough. That's true. Guys, it's it's awesome. I can't wait for everyone to see it. Uh, it's been really exciting from, you know, just seeing everything come out into the fold. And, you know, now it's about to be out on Amazon Prime Christmas Day. So that's really so awesome. Um, so is there anything else that we need to be looking out for you in the near future? Anything that, you know, support what you um, got going on? Well, for me... Extras. Um... <laughs> I can be an so extra. No, I'm just kidding. You're so funny. I will definitely be um, shooting the rest of 38 next year, probably after the summertime, because I just want to hash out the other stuff like earlier. Um, and I, like people keep asking me, well, what's going to happen? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Somebody can see these four episodes and be like, this is great. Let's put it, you know, wherever. And I'm, I'm like, I'm down for whatever. I actually, <laughs> I got fired while we were filming. Oh, <laughs> the shit. pilot. <laughs> so, what? Yep, I was just like, "Fucking, I ain't going back." So I, I mean, I'm a photographer by trade, so I'm, right. I'm just, I have time now. I'm like, okay, like I can make stuff, and you know, so yeah, it was crazy. If people knew all this stuff, like I broke my ankle last year and like tore the ligaments, it was just crazy. Damn. Yeah, you can actually see my ankle brace in one of the scenes. <laughs> you were still. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we got we got shit to do. I feel so. you. 
I feel you. <laughs> 2019 has uh, been a busy year for you. Well, let's hope that, no, 2020 will be busy as well in 2021. But, you know. I will say this. There's another show that's coming out of um, Austin, though. It's called Gentrified. That is been produced and written by a queer woman. I'll, I'll send you the information. Yes, yeah, It's about the way that Austin has been gentrified. Not only has Austin been gentrified, but it's been taken over by the IT industry and is pushing everybody, Texans, whether you black, white, Latino, whatever, are getting pushed out. They can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah. Um, but Tia, the young lady who created it, is queer. And there is, it's primarily um, straight people that are like characters, but there is a queer character as well. So, um, I don't know. I awesome. felt like I read about that or something. I feel like I've, seen, I've seen, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure I did. She's I, fabulous. I, the show was fabulous. And we actually, her main character is actually in 32. Okay. Dope. Dope. Yeah. So. Gentrified. <laughs> All right. Gotta check that out too. I heard, but you know, I heard Texas, where, where you Houston, right? Yeah. I'm in Houston. So, okay. So, uh, my partner's best friend lives in Houston and then one of my other best friends lives in Houston. And I know someone else who lives in Houston. So listen. Houston is lit. Is it lit? I don't know. It is. is. It like Atlanta's lit. Atlanta's a small black version of Houston. Small black <laughs> version? I, I mean, Atlanta's a black, like that's black America. It's what just, are you talking about? Well, because, so it's, I, I did something with a young lady who came from LA recently. And she was like, um... Houston is like a, like a, a, a black, like, I was like, yeah, it depends on what part you go into. So, like, depending on even, like, okay, like, for example, like, our queer nightlife, we have, like, one of the only brick and mortar lesbian clubs in the United States. Yeah, there's not that many of those. Yeah, there's what, like, We two? have <laughs> third, in third ward, we have so many queer black, there's just, it's, it's different, and it's just, very um like my experiences with Atlanta I like Atlanta I feel like pe the people remind me of the people in LA in a way um, okay I can see that like I'm just gonna be very frank there's a lot of no, fake ass showboating going on oh come really, on that's Atlanta really though for that yeah so <laughs> Houston, Houston's turned in a different way like it it's just people aren't like that okay there's there's just it's not and, and LA Atlanta has the same kind of ripple effect as LA where the people that come there and act like that are not from Atlanta. The people that are from Atlanta are cool. But a lot of times people go to Atlanta or LA thinking that they're supposed to be a certain way or act a certain way. Um, and so it's just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Where in like Houston, like there's a lot of black owned businesses. There's a lot of just small owned companies and very, well-to-do people they're making a lot of it but because i think this is texas we're still like hey y'all like let's go get crawfish like no nobody's real um show body it's just it's just different in texas all right i mean you're coming i'm gonna have to come out when's the best time to come out to houston to visit what time of year i don't like it when it's hot hot i don't want to be sweating. i was about to say you avoid that middle you're good anywhere between april and mid-may Okay. All Matter right, of fact, to come to Houston for Labor Day. Or wait, is that Labor Day Memorial Day that's around? Labor Day. Labor Day. La it is Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day? Yeah. You don't know me. I'm already putting this on my calendar. You have no come idea. Come on. Come on. I will be in Houston. Like, you know what? Done and done. 
<laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I've never been to Texas. I've never been to so like I want to see. I'm excited to see. And the way you just described it, because it's kind of point on the way you're describing everything. You're yeah. kind of on point. You're kind of on point. So I was like, hmm, like, and it's so you know, I have. Don't get me wrong. I love Atlanta. I actually thought about moving there at one point, like after yeah. my first ride. Of course, I was like, I'm just gonna move here. And they're like, yeah. okay, wait until it's the off season and then figure it out <laughs> <laughs> because it ain't always lit like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know. Um, I have a lot of friends in Atlanta and they're great people. Um, but they complain about what I just mentioned. And and yeah. I I only had to go there a couple times to notice that I was like, oh, this is weird. It's like LA where the people move from other places yeah. to go yeah. there and then think that there's some weird, you know, standard that they need to adhere to. And then they act like dickheads once they get there. Yeah. But, but that's not even really like the people that I know, a lot of them, they're from there, and they're so cool and laid back, and they're right, very right. southern, hospitable. They're not trying to get on some fucking reality show, or mm-hmm. you know, it's just different. So that's true. It is different. You really gotta. I remember when I first moved. You really gotta find your people. Boom. That's and right. And it's really hard because you have to shift through a lot of bullshit to find your people. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the one thing, but. Once you find your people, but that's anywhere you go, right? You have to find your people anywhere you go. Once you find your people, you're like, okay, this, this feels good. This is a little bit better, but it's all about finding your people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, my people there are solid. I have fun when I go, but my right, friends, that's I'd what be I'm like, saying. Great. My friends be like, I hate it here, and I'm like, oh well, I'm just here for the weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I just came from Atlanta last week, so it's nice to pop in a little bit and be like, hey, and uh, okay, bye. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, this was great. It was actually really, really good talking. Like the conversation is so easy. I could probably keep talking, but you know, I've got to go to Costco. Um, <laughs> but You're funny. Uh, but everyone follow Erica uh, and support 30 series at Instagram, right? 30 yep. series at 30 series. Don't forget to follow, like, comment, subscribe everywhere. And thank you so much for taking the time out to join me today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. All right. Well, Those questions, I'm still dead at the questions in the beginning. I know, right? <laughs> but no, we'll definitely talk soon. And I'm not kidding. I'll be in Houston for Labor Day. Okay. Well, I'm canceling you. We're going we're gonna to have a Pussy Express party bus that weekend. So oh, I'll make sure you have a seat. Put me down. Me and my partner. Put us down, please. Circle right. plus one. All right. All right. Talk later. All right. Have fun at Costco. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>